Hello, sports fans, and welcome back to another podcast. And we're here. We are back. Actually, you guys are getting a double upload. Can you can you can you believe that you're in a back-to-back podcast? That's man, I, I don't remember the last time I did that. But I but I specifically am doing the double upload because I personally feel that it is it would have been too long of a podcast to talk about both of those series because I really went in depth in 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 that, you know. Uh, in the in the Brooklyn series, and I felt like it would be only. It, I'm I'm doing justice to doing a Timberwolves and Grizzlies um, podcast on its own, I, and I I feel like it's respectable to do that um, because I I do have lots of things to get to this, and and like I reiterated um, in the previous podcast about the breath of fresh air, um, really really this is the series that I pinpoint as this is what I love about this year's playoffs. You have two teams in Memphis and Minnesota, not huge markets, not, you know, maybe you maybe they're on a few, you know, primetime games, but for the most part, you're you're watching it on Stream East or, or you've got NBA League Pass and you're watching this team all year. But they have stars. And they got guys like an Anthony Edwards, a John Morant, a D'Angelo Russell, a Dylan Brooks, a Carl Anthony Towns, a Jaron Jackson Jr. You got guys like this in this series. And this is a prime example of what I'm talking about, breath of fresh air. You've got two young rosters. And that's what really excites me. But I'm going to start with the guy that really, really excites me. And honestly, I absolutely love Anthony Edwards. Um... I've been meaning to talk about Anthony Edwards for a while now because it, this isn't this isn't just a, a a newfound love for Anthony Edwards. I've personally I've really liked him ever since you know I, I watched him in high school, um, watched him at Georgia, really loved the pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, you know, originally I didn't know how it was going to turn out, and now we're here in the playoffs, and Anthony Edwards is an absolute god. So I've I'm not going to be the guy that's like, oh, I was on the hype train before everything. But I, I knew who he was and I, I was I was staying up to track with him. And, and I'm glad that I did because this guy is <laughs> the next one. He, he is truly the next one. And what I mean by that is at the end of his career, I full-heartedly believe he's going to be in discussion with the greats, with the greats, the LeBrons, the Jordans. He is going to be in those conversations. Obviously, he has to keep it up, and, and he has a long career ahead of him. It's only it's only year two. But when it's all said and done, he's going to be in that conversation. I full-heartedly believe that. And why do I believe that? Why do I believe that? Because... Whenever I watch Anthony Edwards, I'm not watching a 20-year-old. <laughs> I'm not watching a 20-year-old. I am watching a dude that can get you a bucket possession after possession. And in the biggest moments of his career so far, he has showed up. He has showed up, which has been the last two games. In the playing game versus the Clippers, he had 35-2. He shot 47% from the field, 45% from three, and 83% from the free throw line. In a game to get the seventh seed, he showed up big time and made a huge impact. 
in game one versus Memphis on the road against probably the hottest team, if not one of the hottest teams in the league, in the Memphis Grizzlies, who are known for just their gritty style of play. They're going to they're gonna run you out of town and they're going to smack you. That's what they're going to do. Anthony Edwards said, I'm not having none of that. Dropped a cool 36-2-6, shot 52% from the field, 36 from three, and shot 100% from the free throw line. Oh, and they won. <laughs> I love the way that this guy carries him. Or should I even say kid? Because I, I feel like he's, he's already a grown man at the age of 20. I love the way he carries himself. You know, it, 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 to some people, he might come off as a little cocky. But you, to me, as an athlete, you have to be cocky. You have to. You have to embrace it, and you have to be enthusiastic, and you have to, you have to love your game. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get better if you love your game. And, and that's the great thing about Anthony Edwards. He, he, is a, he is someone who I could full-heartedly look at right now and say, he can go give you a bucket this possession. Because it's not only... You know, the the posters that you see on Instagram or Twitter of him dunking on, you know, hopeless dudes. But it's the way he can shoot the ball. Now, I will say something that I have noticed is he does have a tendency to force threes at times he doesn't need to. Um, and while it hasn't bit them in the butt so hard right now. I could see that playing a factor later on in either this series or if they advance into another series. Um, but that, that comes with experience and time of, you know, really knowing when to get that shot off. But I, I, I will say that there is a tendency I see uh, that he does tend to force the ball just a bit. Um, and sometimes he forces it, he makes it. I'm like, okay, well, do you. I mean, do you. Truly do you. Um, it, and he used it. <laughs> He's 6'4", 225, and he uses all of it too. He, he Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop with the praise for Anthony Edwards because I need to get to the rest of this team. But I, like I just said, I wanted to start with Anthony Edwards because to me, he's the guy that's making this, this, this Wolves team chug along, really start gaining momentum. So when I look at a team, and, and a team that's, when a team that's going to win a championship I look at three things. Do you have these three things? And if you do, you're going to succeed. Number one, do you have a ball handler? Do you have a guy that you can trust with the ball? Check. D'Angelo Russell. That's a guy that you have. Now, I will admit, D'Angelo Russell has been very inconsistent, even in the, in the first round of minute, the Memphis game. Uh, he, he was awful, okay? He, there, there's no game past that. He was awful. But... D'Andre Russell will always give you the occasional clutch three, ice in your veins, but he can also handle the ball. He, he, he is a good enough ball handler that I can trust him to have the ball in his hand 80% of the game. I can trust him. Then you have that guy. And when I mean that guy, you have the guy. The guy that you can give the ball to and say, go give me a bucket. I need one right now. We need a clutch one. That's Anthony Edwards. And then lastly, you need, to me, an elite big. Um, and you have that too. Carl Anthony Towns. Not only can he dominate inside, which he's done this series so far, 
But, well, he was a three-point champ, so, you know, he he could shoot the three ball, which is an added bonus. Um, so those three things, plus the the youth on their bench and and, and the guys like Malik Beasley, Jaden McDaniels, Jared Vanderbilt, um, and, of course, Patrick Beverly, who's really, who's that guy who's, he's just the igniter. He ignites it, and and, and then it starts going. And, and so that's that's kind of his role. And he's played well, too. I'm not saying that he's, he hasn't done anything, but he's, he's played well, too. And so... Those three things, plus those added bonuses of solid bench guys who can come off the bench and give you a good... I mean, Malik Beasley had 23 off the bench. Um, so guys like that can also help. And, and so that's what I think is very important about this Minnesota team is that they have all of those. They have all of those check marks. And, and on the Memphis side... Um, I like Memphis. I, I think, like I've mentioned earlier, they're a gritty team. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna beat you with their aggressiveness, and they're gonna play really good defense. Um, obviously, it wasn't good enough um, in in the in the first game when they allowed 130 points, which that is something that they cannot allow. That that 130 points in a playoff game. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points to give up, especially at home. That to me, that's worrisome. But we'll we'll get to that. Look, Memphis is any different. They they have a superstar in John Morant. John Morant is, you know, I was talking about last podcast how Kyrie Irving was really really fun to watch. John Morant is in that conversation too. He is just man. It's like I remember watching him at Murray State. It was like this dude's gonna be a stud, and I'm watching him in the league, and I'm like, yeah, this dude's already a stud. And he is just dunking on people, and he's doing athletic, crazy circus type of finishes um, around the rim. It it it's really beautiful to watch. Um, now, like Anthony Edwards, there are flaws, and to me, this is what's going to cost them. As great as John Morant is, the his inability to really have any sort of mid range game and. When I look at it, just be able to really shoot contested shots is what concerns me. Look, he can hit those open threes, which is great. And, and, and that's what you need him to do. But when push comes to shove, he's got to be able to get that shot off. And, and that's my worry about this Memphis team. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm feeling an upset. I'm, I'm, full, I'm, I'm feeling an upset from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Because... Like I mentioned, John Morant, amazing. There's there's no getting around it. Guys like Dylan Brooks was very, very good. Desmond Bain was also very good. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., Zyra Williams even gave them good minutes. But to me, but to me, they don't have the three things that Minnesota has. Because John Morant is both their ball handler and that guy. And while that's okay, it's not always going to work when you're that guy and the ball handler all at the same time. Unless unless you're a guy who can really shoot the ball, right? And John Morant can't do that yet. Not that he's not going to be able to get to that. And like I mentioned, he can hit his open shots. But I'm talking off the dribble, contested shots in defender's face like Anthony Edwards has shown in the first round. So I, I look at this Memphis team, and I get they're a two-seed. 
whatever. But I think this was the perfect matchup for Minnesota. I think Minnesota benefits by playing a Memphis team like this. Um, so to the 130 points that they gave up, that that is what I look at and that's what concerns me. Because giving 130 points is a lot and then also giving 130 points at home in your first game, it's not a good way to start your series. It's, it's really not a good way to start your series. Um, now I'm not saying the series is anywhere over. I, I, I think Memphis, you know, they're going to come out tomorrow on Tuesday or when you're hearing this today, they're going to come out today and swing. They are going to come out today and just swing hard and they could miss, but man, they might connect on that hit. And if they connect on that hit, they could probably blow this Minnesota team out. So that's where I'm saying this series isn't anywhere over. But if the inability to play defense um, comes up in that game, and Memphis takes a two, and Minnesota takes a two-zero lead heading to Minnesota, where we saw that place was packed versus the Clippers in a play-in, it's going to get tough, and that's an uphill battle where the inexperience really starts to kick in, because. Minnesota, I mean, Memphis, sorry, it sounds the same, you know, Memphis as a young team in a very skilled team still haven't faced that true adversity in the playoffs. And that's not their fault. That's, that's not their fault. They're just a very young team. So if they get down 2-0 or even if they get down really, you know, by a big margin, even in game two, that's where we're going to see what that Memphis team is made of. If they, if they just kick it, and, and don't try or, or almost give up, you can call it wraps on the series. But if we see this, this just, we don't care what, we don't care about the next day, we're going to win this game type of mentality. That's where it can get dangerous for Minnesota because you could also say the say thing, same thing about Minnesota where they're not a very experienced playoff team either. And that is what makes this series so fun to watch because these are two young teams who, you know, one team doesn't have the edge on playoff experience. These are two young teams, all very new to the playoffs. And it's, and they're just, they're, they don't know what to do except play their hearts out. And that, that is what I love about this series. Two young guys and John Morant, Anthony Edwards going at it. Love it. Absolutely love it. So if I had to give a prediction right now, I'm going to take Timberwolves in six or seven. Six or seven. Um, it could certainly be five depending on what happens in game two, but I'm going to take the safe bet and go with six or seven. I like this Minnesota team for the reasons I listed. Because they got those three, ball handler, that guy, and an elite big. That's what they got. And then they got a bunch of other guys who can score. Malik Beasley, Jaden McDaniels, guys like that. And and so as great as this Memphis run has been, sadly it's going to come to an end. But they're a very young team. Um, and there there is still so much so many years that this Memphis team has potential. But I'm not I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. This, this series is not over. There's still plenty of time. Um and 
it's really going to depend on what happens today in game two. Uh, but that that is my thoughts on the first kind of game of the Memphis series. If there's any takeaway from this podcast, Anthony Edwards is a future superstar. John Murray is a future superstar. Enjoy it right now because you could tell people in 10 years, yeah, I saw I saw these two go at it in a first round series, and man, was it a historic series. That's all I'm saying. That don't miss it now because because you, I you will certainly regret it if you miss it now. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host.